previously on my best friend's journal. Paid birthright down payment. Dad oh. doesn't approve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Also, drive Twinkle Toes. That was the name of her car. So I had a license. Twinkle Toes? Yeah, my, the license plate said Twinkle Toes, and I was driving that around. Wasn't, wasn't embarrassed at all. <laughs> Calm down, Santeria. There's omens don't exist. I like to poke fun at things like, um, you know, overt superstition. Especially at a place like Schmish Martins, where it's so corporate, you have different direction from like six different people, and they're all saying contrary things. Actually, I get in oh, trouble because yeah. I was a real asshole about that at one point. He is straight. Um, he's married to a woman who. I mean, have he kids had and... dicks in his butt for six years. I don't know if it was multiple. But it was <laughs> definitely mine multiple times. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. He goes to our vet. By the way, I sat next to him at the vet's office. Um, he does, a... does he go to your vet, or does he bring his animal? <laughs> yeah, he was he was scooting across the floor in our vet's office last time I was there. <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud, how does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote, this shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred, I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Oh, Mike. That's, I, I don't like the way that sounds. That's reserved for my lovers. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> oh, Mike. Oh, no. Um, I regret no, telling I was, you that. No, I was, that was just a, oh, Mike. You know, just like a, this is a brand new, fresh new world. Our first podcast recording in this brave new era of lame duck president. Yes, indeed. Welcome to my best friend's journal where it is a brand And obviously, the former impeached president is pulling all kinds of shenanigans, but I just, like, don't even care. He's not former yet. He was formerly impeached, I suppose. Uh, yeah. I can't refer to him as, the, I mean, I guess he's the president. But anyway, President-elect Biden um, has been forging <laughs> forward with plans, and it makes me so happy. Every, there's, like, good news every day, and it's so fun. Mm. We got a promising COVID vaccine. We got a task force. We got cabinet thoughts. Like Good news. She's dead. It reminds me. Uh, it's my gayest moment of the week already. Is it? Is it okay to do it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Good news. She's dead. Um, wait, wait. Does it have to do with Wicked? How? How was that? It has that? to do with the Wicked Witch. Um, oh, okay. And I'll tell you right after this. Gay, 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 gay. Sorry to do it so early, but my gayest moment of the week is obviously related to my celebration. I alluded last week when we, we stuck in that little insert about um, about Biden's victory that I had a fun public celebration. And what? <laughs> I don't know. It, a, a fun public celebration and it was extra gay. It just sounds like you walked outside and jerked off because you were so happy. I don't know. Yes, that was it. <laughs> I spent the night in jail, but it was worth it. Um, okay, great. Public no. indecency for a cause. I feel like everyone now is going to have their story of where they were when they heard the news. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Our nicest friend Sam texted and was like, I'm hearing pots and pans. Did it happen? And she was like, yes, it happened. And at the same time. I'm, I'm hearing pots and pans. She lives in New York. And there was like a clamor <laughs> of people just like banging on shit. And as she that, texted that. That sentence out of out of context <laughs> makes no sense at all. I'm hearing pots and pans. Am I having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you're here for, to, to translate for the people. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um so as she's texting this i'm also hearing pots and pans and i was not having a stroke it was on my street <laughs> is that a symptom of a stroke no smelling toast <laughs> tasting pennies <laughs> oh tasting pennies i thought that was a symptom no. of cunnilingus oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that oh. appropriate <laughs> <laughs> no i've heard that um no there's a that that was a will and grace reference when she tries to get free medical advice and says sometimes i taste pennies is that like a stroke thing and he's like do you keep your mints in your change purse she's <laughs> like now i feel stupid excellent back to pots and pans i heard the same clamor outside my apartment in philadelphia and i was like it obviously happened check the news it all came rolling in at once 
And I wasted no time. I have only one piece of Joe Biden merch, and that is a tote bag. Um, so I threw the tote bag around my neck and wore it like a sandwich board. <laughs> like half of a sandwich board. Yeah, the front half. It's the important half. <laughs> um, I grabbed a pot and a wooden spoon, and I was like, I'm going to go cause a ruckus. And I, uh, I went to the Rocky Steps outside the Philadelphia Art Museum. And it was all kind of tourists. There was no one there, like, really celebrating. So I was like, ah, damn. Um, so anyway, I started walking back. And I was like, well, and everyone will, will get the point. I'm holding a pot in a pan, and I'm wearing a, a tote uh-huh. as a shirt. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I want to make it very clear that you also had a shirt on. I love the idea that you were just, like, wearing it like a bib with nothing underneath it. <laughs> Full savage. Um, I love that you went out and caused a ruckus. So, well, I hadn't caused a ruckus yet. Um you but, just carried a pan around for a minute? Yeah, I just well, I wasn't going to just like start banging in people's ears until I am I come up to an intersection right by my house and uh, somebody saw me and beeped. And I was like, oh, great. And when they beeped, I hit the pot. Did I call it a pot or a pan? It's all the same. It was a pot. Um, <laughs> when you say you hit the pot, well, never mind. Yeah, Please not, not weed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Man, we're on the tangents today. Uh-huh. So someone beeps and I hit the pot, <laughs> pan. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened (laughs) uh and that is what caused the ruckus when i hit that pot people went nuts there were people on walks and on bikes started screaming every car that went by started honking and i was at this like big intersection so all of a sudden i realized just you out there causing me by myself so that's so fun well when i heard when i heard the one car beep i was obviously encouraged i was like oh yeah and so i like kept going nuts on the pot and everybody like every car that pulled by was going insane it was so fun like it didn't stop as long as i didn't stop Anyway, bringing this all the way back, one car pulled over. You love attention so much. I do love attention. That's why it's my gayest moment. Um, (laughs) But it relates to uh, The Witch is Dead because a woman pulled over. She was probably like 70. And she rolls down the window and goes, The Witch is Dead! And I was like, Yes! that's amazing it was just so much joy just i can imagine that you were like not not just standing idly banging a pot you're probably dancing and hooting and hollering and acting the fool oh yeah i was doing like some hip swivels i'm not i'm not a great dancer uh-huh. as we've established but i i can move my hip <laughs> just the one my, just the one did you do, <laughs> do, do you kick your face at all i did not kick my face i should have i think I've, i may have lost that skill it's been a while uh-huh I'll just have to get drunk and go to ballet and rip that muscle again. Yeah, or just get drunk and give it a try. Anywho, since we're on it, uh, what is your gayest moment, friend? Um, it relates for sure. Although we're going to back it up because um, it's been a little while since we recorded. We had the last couple episodes in the can because you and I were both pretty busy. I know I've missed you. I know I missed you too. Um, but this uh, this happened uh, prior to the election on Halloween night, so four nights before. One of my good friends uh, texted me a while ago after we moved into this house and said, hey, um, there's something coming your way. Uh, Just a little housewarming something. If you don't know it's from me, then we're no longer friends. And I was like, "Okay," kind of forgot about it. And then like one day a box showed up. It was just a little box and I opened it up and it was a prayer candle, like a like a Mexican prayer candle. Um, And instead of like Jesus or something on it, it is literally the Dixie Chicks as zombies. Uh, Sorry, the chicks as zombies. And so I automatically knew it was uh, from this friend because she's a huge fan. We both are of the chicks. And so um, I was like, this is the raddest thing. It's the perfect thing. I didn't have any Halloween decorations. So I had one creepy candles like this is my new favorite thing i texted her she's like great i'm glad you like it because i was actually kind of drunk and on mushrooms when i thought that was a great idea to send it to you <laughs> like well you can shop for me anytime you're high on mushrooms because that's fun shit anyway my friends were visiting my friends from texas were visiting uh over halloween and obviously we weren't going to go out and party because you know pandemic so um i went and got my wig back out of the closet and this we is all adding up to very gay we've got a, a chick's candle some wigs uh-huh. and then what happened yeah for sure well so um we just decided that we were going to sit in on halloween make some cozy food watch scary movies we didn't watch scary movies watch hocus pocus and beetlejuice um Horrifying. but we all wore wigs <laughs> which was so fun i my, made my friend kelsey put on my like little pussycat wig that kind of looks like elizabeth warren but it made her look like a real fucking karen (laughs) we waited for the sun to set and as you know it was a full moon on halloween out our back door through the woods there's this great little place that we call the point which is like a little rocky outcropping with a great view of the valley behind the mountains beautiful and so we decided we're going to go up to the point it's really it's really nice uh so we decided that we were going to go up to the point we're going to do a little ad hoc seance so we had a particular purpose for the seance and it was to invoke the spirits of the chicks who are still alive and any, 
any spirits, any any friendly spirits to our cause that might be listening. Uh, so we went out there and we lit our feminist candle and we wore our wigs and we just talked to the universe and put good vibes out there. And uh, we each went around the went around the circle and just and said our piece about what we hoped was going to happen over the next week. And God damn it, it worked. You can thank me. <laughs> Because the chicks, the spirit, the feminist spirit of Colorado came through. They aided us in this election, and Colorado went blue almost immediately. So oh. you can you can thank me and my uh, you know impromptu ad hoc seance for uh, for you know the the I, I can't even call it a blue wave the the oh, blue yeah. that happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a first of all. I just want to say, look who practices Santeria now. Look who practices Santeria. <laughs> I don't have a crystal ball, but I have a chick's prayer candle, and it it rules them all. I don't yeah. know. All right, well, we're workshopping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're better at lyrics than I am. Hell, yeah, that was pretty good. Anyway, uh, that is that's something I've like. I mean, I've pretty much just been leaning into the celebration because we deserve it. But like, it wasn't the blue wave we needed. There's like a lot of work to do, and like we we do have challenges ahead because it wasn't this blue wave. But anyway, it all at least like there's possibilities now, and at the very least, we've neutralized um, like the horrific um, snowball trajectory. Trajectory, snowball, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So like, maybe we will we'll not get a lot of the progressive shit done that we need to get if we do not get the Senate majority. But at the very least nothing more that atrocious will happen with yeah. with free reign. Yeah, for sure. Um, just think about all the good that can be done with the billions of dollars that was, uh, you know, being diverted to a border wall that, you know, over four years only went 16 miles further <sighs> than when it started. Um, and you know, that we paid for it, by the way, we paid for it. God fucking idiots. Sorry. What? Um, there, there is a lot that can actually be done just with executive order. Not the least of which is reversing all of, the former president's exec sorry the former impeached president's um executive orders <laughs> um uh-huh. like even without the support of the senate right away we can end the travel ban on majority muslim countries we can end family separation and forced hysterectomies at the border we can begin treating covid like a national emergency and rejoin the who we can re-enter the paris climate accord we always knew it was going to be a massive effort just to begin reversing some of the most damaging parts of the previous administration's policies. So at least we can focus on that while we work to get Senate control in January. Yep. There's still there's plenty to celebrate. There's also still a full circus to watch if you want to, because uh, just continues to embarrass himself. I'm sorry, who? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Bleep it. 45 continues to just embarrass himself and continue to act like the most petulant toddler in the entire world. So um. God, it's fucking. It's just. It's just so embarrassing to behold. God, I can't wait for him to get dragged out of the White House. But can we just end this on the most thrilling part of it all? And that is Madam Vice President Elect Kamala Harris and her history-making victory. But while I may be the first woman in this office, I will not be the last. It is not common for a vice president-elect to give an acceptance speech, and I'm really, really glad she got the opportunity to do so. It was gorgeous. A victory speech. A victory speech. That, that speech was special. She is special. She continues to impress me so much, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I, I just I think that she's got such an incredible, impressive career ahead of her. Now I just want to watch Veep. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, also, the opening credits have never felt so real. Because speaking of Kamala Harris, because it talked like it's all <laughs> news clippings of her, um, of her like primary campaign, and like, is it going to be President Meyer? And then it's like, uh, you know, her campaign gets suspended, and then it says Selena quote proud to be VP, and it's all pictures of her <laughs> looking like grinning and bearing it. It's like, oh, this feels kind of real, actually. <laughs> I know. I can't help but think there's going to be some similarities, but I've got. Uh, um, I've got some faith that Joe's not going to be the asshole that the president in that series yeah. is. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, I'm taking a hard right turn out of politics because um, is that a new shirt? <laughs> the things oh. that really matter. I've never seen that striped tee before. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing talking about the first woman vice president when I have got an unfamiliar shirt on? <laughs> um, no, I. It's not new. I just don't wear it often because I don't normally love horizontal stripes. Tbh. Um, Actually, stop me if I've told you this before. In seventh grade, I had a band teacher who was a freaking lunatic, and I was fat in seventh grade, and, uh, yeah. I was too, girl. I feel you. Yeah, you know. Um, Anyway, so I've got this unhinged band teacher, and, like, for example, one time he threw a chair across a room, like someone played a wrong note or something. Wow. Yeah, dude, yikes. I was standing up, and 
I was wearing a striped horizontal striped shirt and he goes, you really shouldn't wear horizontal. It makes you look fat. And this is in front of like, uh, 50 to 60 kids in this band. And I was just mortified. So shockingly mean. Yeah. It, uh, then he, everyone like gasped and chuckled and whatever. And he, he was like, not you. I just mean like horizontal makes one look fat. And I did. I don't know. I don't know what his intentions were. It doesn't really matter when you're talking to a middle schooler. You have it's to one like, of those scarring moments where you're like, you just body shame me in front of all my peers. Yeah, you got to be more careful when you're mm-hmm. speaking to children. Um, yeah. And then I think like two weeks later, the same also in seventh grade in a bio class, um, nothing to do with the shirt this time. We were talking about general survival and my teacher had me and a skinny girl stand up. And goes, like, in nature, if Michael and this girl were uh, both without food for a few weeks, Michael would last much longer. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, You're I like, got... okay, time for that eating disorder then. Thanks, teachers. Yeah, it was really not not appreciated. But anyway, I, um, I'm i re-embracing the horizontal stripes, I guess. I don't know why I put this you on. You should. <laughs> you look great in horizontal stripes. And so does everyone else. Because guess what? If it's a cute shirt and it's on your body, then it's cute. It's right. so fu- I mean... Oh, that's so, 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 so hateful. I, I was also a chubby kid. I never had like a a moment where someone, not that I remember that someone shamed me. Although I do remember one time when I was probably like a freshman in high school that my mom, I heard my mom on the phone talking to someone, um, about me and there, and she said something along the lines of like, you know, I, we, we keep thinking that he's going to stretch out, but I just think maybe he's just going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit huskier, more like his uncle than like his dad. And I was like, Oh God. I've disappointed her like because I'm I'm like she she kept she sounded like she was hoping that I would stretch out and I wasn't stretching out and I didn't know how to stretch out because I you know I was a kid and this is what my body looked like um but I also remember being um I was a freshman in high school probably around the same time my mom made that comment and I went to uh I, I had this favorite sweater it was it was like rust orange like cable knit sweater and I thought I looked great in it um and I remember one time just going into the bathroom at school and I looked in the mirror and I all of a sudden like I kind of had like like little like boobs like I just felt like I had like little man boobs because I was chubby and I mm-hmm. could see I was like harsh fluorescent lighting and it just was really unflattering and I in that moment and for like probably years afterwards like hunched my shoulders, pulled my shirt away from my body, like became very self-conscious. It was that specific moment where it was the first time I was ashamed of how I looked or like I hated how I looked. And it was that really ugly kind of puberty. I hate my body. Everything's weird. I don't look the way I think that I, or I thought I looked. Um, And man, that sweater went from in that moment being like my prized possession would wear it as often as possible to like never again will I wear that sweater because I look God awful in it. And it was just my own perception of myself, you know? Yep. And I had a very similar sweater and very similar boobs. And it's just, it's unfortunate for young, especially gay, fat kids. There's no like, there was no example of fat, happy, confident gay people. Yeah, there's, I think for me too, and for a lot, a lot, a lot of gay men, um, there's these body image issues because like the men that are idolized are athletes. They are, I mean, same for women. I mean, but I don't know. I feel like gay men compare themselves to other men, similar to how many women are conditioned to do so, as opposed to straight men who generally walk through life with like a a little bit of, um, at least in, in what it felt like growing up, straight men generally walked through life with a lot more ambivalence about how they looked. Yeah, or at least... Does that make sense? At least that's what it I seemed mean, like to uh, us, yeah. Honestly, you hear so much about, like, there's so much, so many eating disorders and body image issues within the gay community yeah. um, that that don't necessarily perme- permeate straight culture, and I was a victim of that from early on. Because, I mean, my porn was, like, workout magazines. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I would get like a muscle and fitness and jerk off to it, but that was like the ideal of male beauty. And like, I'm looking at that constantly, like these airbrushed bodybuilder bodies. And I was like, just like a chunky kid who played saxophone and band. What'd you play in band and it's, when you were getting shamed? Uh, I was a percussionist. I was terrible. I didn't practice. I didn't oh. care. I was like, why was I playing? My dad played drums. And so in like third grade, I was like, oh, I want to play an instrument. So I picked drums and like started private lessons before like school band started. And I was very excited about that. But like, I never, I didn't care about it. I just did it because he did it. What a fucking waste. Yeah. I wish I had done piano or something. It like, And I continued to not care about it and did it all the way through senior year of high school. Like, why on earth did I commit to this? Oh my God. Yeah. I know. Um. Well, Mike, 
I'm just really glad that you're no longer afraid to wear horizontal stripes because I think it's a really cute t-shirt. That's Good. all I was trying to say 20 minutes ago. Uh, yeah, sorry about that tangent. <laughs> um, but thank uh, you. Maybe I'll wear it more never often. Never apologize. Uh, listen, so it has been it has been a minute since we've gotten into the journal because of our weird recording schedule. I haven't read it in like three weeks. Oh my God, you must be so excited to get back in. Don't flatter yourself. <laughs> Bye. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch, oh witch, the wicked witch. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. September 26, 2015. Remind us where we were. Uh, I think we just finished rehearsals for my Halloween show at Schmishmardens. You did. Because on this day, you had a long day of shows. I feel like my stamina is improving, but my voice is tired. Okay. September 27th, <laughs> final day after this marathon of rehearsals and shows. Voice is cutting out, and it's very scary. Ooh, yeah, it spooky. was spooky. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. I'm screaming. Six shows, uh, literally screaming. Like, so I sang one song. That was no big deal. It was Thriller. We talked about it last week. That was fine. Whatever. But the rest of the show, I'm a fucking like maniac, literally screaming at everyone on stage. It was a lot of improv. So I'm screaming at the audience too. And I was just wrecked because I'd like get into it, but that it wasn't good and it hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's that is never good. Uh, well, you said you needed a break. Then you went out to our favorite bar for a couple drinks and went home. My voice is God. wrecked. What am I going to do? Let's go to the bar. Yeah, I know, right? I need to go scream over a very loud bar. Fucking idiot. Um, and, and dehydrate myself. Um, I miss bars so much. I know it's very universal. I know I've talked about it every week. But I, I was never like a bar fly. Like, you know, the past few years, I haven't spent a lot of time in bars. But, re- but recently, I just so badly miss that like just that experience of being like in a crowded bar and bumping shoulders and like forcing my way up to get a cocktail like that just seems so far away and and like nearly impossible i i think it's just you know you want what you can't have type of thing it is far away unfortunately Mm -hmm. um but i miss it too we're all there but hey 90 percent effective vaccine and a man who gives a fuck yeah (sighs) <sighs> on the 28th oh yeah that vaccine news is big news uh, hypothetically very big yeah yeah it's hypothetically very encouraging um on september 28th you spent a whole day sleeping and resting you watched american horror story your show is killing you you skyped michaela can't wait to live in our place oh so i guess we are now looking looking for a place together i think she just quit japan and she's going to be back in New York early, so we're looking for our New York apartment. So much apartment looking. Every episode, you're looking for a new place to live. Every episode. Um. Well, when we find <laughs> the one... He rolls his eyes at me. <laughs> Soon we'll find the one that I stay in for three years, so you get a break. And Crazy. you get a break, and you get a break. <laughs> Tiny baby Jesus just hanging out in that manger. Um. Went to Panera and hung out with a castmate. He makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Why do I even hang out? He wasn't in my cast. He was in another cast, so I didn't have to see him all the time. Um, I don't I don't remember why he rubbed me the wrong way, but you know some people that you speak to, just like you're uncomfortable the whole time. I don't know what uh-huh. it was. He just, I don't mm. know. I, I don't think I have any fucking legs to stand on here because I'm constant. Everyone's got something wrong with them, but I remember him making me feel uncomfortable. No legs to stand on. You're legless. <sighs> you're legless. Huh? That's a Lord of the Rings reference. Never mind. I don't know Lord um, of the Rings. Never got into it. I watched the first one and I was pissed that it ended like that. I was like, that's it? That's it? It's like three hours long. What, no, yeah, what more did exactly. you want? Three hours long and nothing concluded. I'm like, that. come on, because I didn't realize it did was Did you like, not know you were getting into a trilogy situation? I don't know, man. I wasn't enjoying it. I didn't watch the second two. Okay, well, don't make me tell you my Elijah Wood at the vet story again. <laughs> <laughs> no, please. I'll do it. I will do it. I'll watch it. Lord of the Rings. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> on September 29th. Trying not to use my voice at all. Oh, God. That's so obnoxious to be, like, in a cast with someone that's on vocal rest. Um, my voice is shot. Thanks for your support. Uh, <laughs> I totally get no, it. No, but Just, you're right. It is. When people get out the fucking whiteboard, that's the worst. Uh-huh. You or have to hang out like, with people that are on vocal rest. Boo. It's awful. Or when they whisper, I'm like, you know, whispering is actually much worse for your mm-hmm. voice. Now you're just seeking the attention and gaining no benefits. You are every you are every person who went just went to college with someone that was ever on vocal rest, just giving them that lecture. Do you know that whispering is actually better? Don't you dare whisper. The lecture is less about my concern for their vocal health and more about uh-huh. my concern for them being a pain in the ass. A huge <laughs> pain in the ass. Yep. Um, your voice is shot. You circled that and boxed it in. 
Uh, you watched American Horror Story more. Um, the car that you borrowed was overheating and a check engine light came on uh, as you went to Trader Joe's. Awkward situation to be in in a borrowed car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong, but it was like, I don't know, on mile 500,000. <laughs> uh-huh. Not well, that far. It was an old car and I was grateful to, to be using it, but I didn't want to be the one who killed it, you know? <laughs> the next day you said, brought Twinkle Toes to auto repair, guys. <laughs> Uh, that's gotta make oh. me feel gay, huh? Hey, uh, uh-huh. yeah, there's something check engine light came on. I think it might be the the tallywhacker or something. <laughs> uh, hey guys, this is Twinkle Toes. <laughs> She's not feeling great. Fix her. Say hi, Twinkle Toes. Beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> Just really lean in. Wear your shorts. Um, let's see here. <laughs> the famous shorts. The shorts. Uh, it was five hundred and fifty bucks. You split it with the people that own the car. That's kind of them. Fuck. Yeah. The car stuff took all night, so you hung out with Hot Dork and Nick. You got pizza and went bowling. It was fun. You slept in Nick's room and watched Hocus Pocus. Classic. It is Bette Midler season in this journal. It's always Bette Midler season in my book. The next morning, you woke up at the International Housing Village again. Terrible beds. Yeah, because they're all fucking pee-soaked. Uh, Nick drove <laughs> me to pick pee-soaked. up... <laughs> Nick drove me to pick up Twinkle Toes. I've watched. I just love it so much. Thanks, um, Sam. I think I think uh-huh. our nicest friend Sam named that car. I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I bet. I bet. Uh, you watched American Horror Story again, and then you picked up Sam. Speaking of, and drove home in the rain. Uh, oh dear. What? Um, sure. Jim called. They want me to do birthright, and I just want my deposit back. <laughs> <laughs> so, if we recall last episode, I was applying we a birthright. Recall. Okay. All right. <laughs> By the way, we're recording in the evening, and this is the different attitude you get. Um, <laughs> I, this is us after dark. Uh, MBFJ after dark. Our dicks are out. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's, you know Twitter after dark is like, it's like a sex hashtag, right? Is it? Yeah. Twitter after dark is like, it's like porn Twitter. I've been getting back into Twitter porn, by the way. It's got some good shit. You can get like... I can't log in. I got a new phone, and we've been kicked out. What? <laughs> yeah. I, I keep forgetting that I need to like get a code or something. Well, get on that. You're missing out on some really good porn. <laughs> anyway... Um, so that Shoresham is the group that was organizing this particular birthright and they, they took my essay. They were like, cool, great. Yeah, we understand. Come join us on birthright. And I was like, oh no, now it really is going to happen. I'm going to have to pretend to be Jewish. Literally. I was thinking about being on the trip with these people who were like, yeah, well, when I grew up, I whatever. And I'd be like, yeah, when I grew up, I wasn't Jewish at all. Um, we're not even bar mitzvah. You are not allowed to go on birthright. I think that that's No, you don't be have a- to be bar mitzvah. I know, but I feel like it should be a requirement. So I ran this by Amy, uh, Goldfish Amy, uh-huh. who is Jewish. Is she Jewish? And she went on birthright. And well, she was like... What do you call her? <laughs> Goldfish. Call her Goldfish. <laughs> Goldfish Amy makes it sound like a slur. <laughs> what a random slur, but yeah. I guess because like Goldstein's a Jewish name. Uh, yeah, Goldberg. exactly. I, I, I ran it by my by, by my friend Amy Goldenstein. <laughs> Amy Gefeltovishstein. Uh-huh. Anyway, I was like talking it out with her and she was very encouraging about it. She was like, definitely do it. Um, no one's even religious. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like you celebrate Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah and uh-huh. I don't even like kugel. <laughs> I feel like you'd be like the the kid who just came out who overcorrects and wears all the rainbow stuff. Um, you'd just be like the stars <laughs> of David and yarmulkes <laughs> and like uh, exactly. prayer shawl. <laughs> uh-huh. Everyone's like, where are you from? <laughs> Anyway, she's encouraging me, but my grifter dad is is playing in my head saying no. And if this man is saying no, then I'm like, it must really be bad, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So I Again, feel guilty if about it. it. If, it regist- if it even registers on his moral compass, then it probably ain't right. <laughs> um, all right. It was a refundable deposit, just so you know. So that's Great. Good. On October 2nd, still terrible weather from Hurricane Joaquin. Hurricane Wanda. No, Hurricane uh-huh. Wanda is a Broad City episode. Oh, I just got excited. Yeah, it is. <laughs> No, this was Joaquin, as in Phoenix. Um, You did one show, and then you recorded tracks. You're losing hours. Big frowny face. Need money. Enjoyed evening off, though. Carved pumpkins. Watched Wizard of Oz. Had wine with Sam and Sid. Cool. Sid's uh, Sam's little sister. Yeah. Cool girl. On October 3rd, you had one show. Wait a minute. I had wine with Sam and Sid? Uh Uh-huh. This girl's like 14 at this point. I bet it was just wine with Sam. (laughs) (laughs) And Sydney hung out. (laughs) <laughs> got a teenager drunk moving Woo! on uh, anyway on october 3rd you had one show and then sam and sydney came did a crazy over-the-top show after oh. alex gave me a note to go further and said never again 
but cast loved it enjoy the improv opportunity were you a fucking asshole yeah i mentioned this last time i said one time i went a little too i was a real asshole about it because we had 12 different people giving us direction there's a bunch of different offices who all feel personally responsible for the show and i'm already like doing a lot the most it is a monster show at a theme park and i'm playing like the evil doctor you can only imagine i'm doing the most and this one guy who i've never seen before who like is in some obscure department was like i think you can go even further and i was like (laughs) i saw castmates literally look over like don't do it don't do it i was like oh you want me to go further Hmm, okay i can do that for you um (laughs) you dickhead so i i can't remember the specifics of it but i remember thinking like i will take your note and run to the very fucking edge with it and it's already like i said very improv based so i had a lot of room to do it and it got inappropriate for sure um it was fun. I think I got in trouble for it, but um, I don't know. Maybe worth it. <laughs> I love that. Is this Anne that I'm thinking of? No, I think she was just there for the one season, so I don't think you would have known her. But she she was super cool. She was like, no nonsense, good at a oh. job, uh, but also fun. And I remember her just being like, listen, I know that guy had no right to come in here and give you notes. You proved your point. It was kind of fun, but please don't ever do it again. <laughs> I love Anne said never again. But the cast loved it. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> uh on the fourth, you had another put in rehearsal, then shows. You got swung out for one. You were very excited about it. Yeah, it's like rare to watch your own show, and that was kind of fun. It actually looks great, and uh, Vic sounds great. Is Vic the... Oh, that was the female lead, right? Yeah, the one last time I said was getting notes for no reason because she's the only female uh-huh. doing anything. And I was like, again, too many cooks in the kitchen. When I got to go out and actually watch it for myself for the first time, I was like, oh, this is all very good. Everyone can just calm themselves right down. Um, you said you had a lot of fun doing shows after had to meet with some cast members went okay oh yeah i so i'm vocal captain and now like all the higher ups are gone so i guess i'm in in charge of this stuff but they're just like going at each other i don't know they were fighting or something and i had to deal with it i hate that shit it's like just the worst part of any kind of leadership you probably had to deal with that a lot in korea Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's exactly what i was thinking of that's why i like was so ready i could not wait to leave korea and it could it actually wasn't the job although the job had you know every job has its ups and downs but a year and a half uh i was there for a year and a half after half a year of being there i got um promoted to head of the department and i had to that meant that i was no longer just like having a good carefree time with all my friends on stage Mm -hmm. it meant that i was in charge of making sure that all these assholes that were like 23 years old and out of the country for the first time and showing up to work hung over these assholes by the way are some of my dearest friends to this day (laughs) um like and i was one of them until i got promoted and then i was I, I had to, I was in charge of making sure that they showed up to work on time and you know there's all these policies because it was a government run place and I was doing I was taking meetings with like tr- begging for funding like every single week just trying to get stuff so we could get our shows off the ground and it was so painful because everything was work you know like it, like I would go out with my friends and like they would be guarded around me about stuff that they did during the week because, you know, like, because I was their boss and I was the one making their schedule and like people would try to manipulate me into getting favors. And it was just so much. It was not fun anymore. It was work. And I was like, I took this job because I wanted it to be fun. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I just, I was very ready for that to be over. Um, I bet. I, I do enjoy leadership, but like leadership in work when it is business is very different Mm -hmm. than when you're a cast member. And then all of a sudden you are in charge of telling people to pull it together and stop goofing off and to take their job more seriously. Like you just feel like a nag. It's awful. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I feel like the challenge gets more challenging (laughs) when you are (laughs) Mm. lifted from the same position as everyone to a leadership position of those people. Then like, yes, I mean, of course the two yeah. of us are assholes all yeah. the time so to be to like have been assholes and then be told uh-huh. now you have to tell other assholes to not be assholes just feels hypocritical right i remember too when i was doing my first summer at schmush martins i was not our vocal captain but the woman who was she was kind of the worst for that she would have a like if she was in the right mood she would have a grand old time and really goof off um but if she was in a bad mood or if someone got in trouble for it she would get very like condescending and like like really come down on us and we're like no 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 you don't get to do that i know this lady (laughs) you yeah you are the the ringleader when it suits you um I'm sure that she's not that way anymore, but as like a 22 year old, she was, uh, you know, that, that was a, that was a tough one. A lot of, uh, growing up at theme parks. <laughs> a lot of growing up. On October 5th, drive to NYC. Oh, with a bunch of hungover castmates, apparently. Um, 
you drove part of the way. Those poor people. Uh, Fuck you yourself sideways. With, <laughs> you had Chinese with Sam. It's one of my very favorite things. Has been for forever to disparage you about. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember. Woke uh, up from a, yeah, yeah. from comatose just to tell me to stay in the lines. Uh, well, you were playing ping pong, if I remember correctly. Um, on October 5th. Sorry, it's still October 5th. All your people are hungover. You're driving. Once you get to New York, you had Chinese food with Sam and watched Bridget Jones. That sounds like a nice night. Oh, yeah. Um, you forgot your charger and had to buy one at Dwayne Reed. Life's Picks tough. of me. What's that? Life's tough. Those Dwayne Reed chargers, tough, those yeah. are good for nothing. <laughs> um, Picks of me from the show. I look old. Need to get to the gym. Well, that doesn't make you look young. <laughs> those must be two, two different thoughts. Um <laughs> Oh, I look old. Do you remember when you first saw yourself and were like, ah, I'm no longer young? Uh-huh. I do. Uh, usually it's like after a week of like hard living, uh, like think, uh, you know, like vacation or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, my eye bags are real, real baggy. <laughs> and I'm just looking at the haggard. I'm like, oh, I'm my father. I'm like MC Hammer Pants baggy. Yeah, exactly. My very first time at Schmush Martin's years earlier I was 19, and I had one white hair in, in the back of my thick head of hair. Butthole? Mm-hmm. Mm. It was coming out of my pants. It was so long. <laughs> <laughs> and some little asshole was like, you got a white hair there. And I was like, you can fuck right off. Um, and luckily, I didn't get any more for like five more years. It was just one. It was the, the canary in the coal mine. I, I never got to the point where I had to worry about white hair because I went bald so early. You still have to worry about white pubes? Well, I mean, that, I would be very worried if I found one. Um, but my, I have some salt and pepper in my beard, and I don't mind it. I have a very eclectic beard. It's like a calico situation. It's like brown, red, and white. Me too. Although I don't have the white yet. I just sent a picture to our friend group. Um, where it like looks very, very red all of a sudden. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming in Auburn. My cruise director on that first cruise ship told me once I had some like red streaks in my hair. And I told him that, or he like noticed it. And he was like, oh, no read the first step to white and i was like fuck you why is everyone trying to age me but anyway he was right <laughs> because all of those red hairs turned white now and now uh, I'm wow cons- i didn't know that was a thing i don't know if it is a thing but it certainly was for me and my dark hair and i'm afraid the same is going to be true of my beard so i may have a very white beard before you know it just like old saint nick great i can't wait old saint mike <sighs> saint and nothing hmm. on the 7th of october <laughs> you catered a whiskey event all day with a boy that we used to work with what? Um, While yeah, I'm at Schmush Martins? Yeah. Um, you're on break. Oh, because it's only... Probably it's, a couple days off. Yeah. yeah it's forgot, weekends. It's weekends. It's like Thursday through Sunday. So I had at least Monday through Wednesday. That's how the week works. So you just like... <laughs> it sure is. So you drove up to the city, catered something. Um, on the 8th, you went to Champs with B2. So delicious. Oh, this is Vegan Champs. Yeah. He said, I talk about... Oh. He said, I talk about my first love a lot weird Mm, that's embarrassing (laughs) i love that weird not maybe i do well obviously i know what i meant because i'm i'm hearing it now that is embarrassing that's like that's a long it's many years between that entry and when that experience happened that was a deep well do you want to hear what else you said because you said uh weird it's been six years and we were nothing i don't feel anything about it anymore yet i still bring it up maybe it's the only thing i count as a romantic experience hmm. <laughs> hmm. and anyway <laughs> i mean it was all encompassing i was like very upset for a very long time but i i wasn't lying there it really was nothing it was way more to me I don't know. I just got that it was your first heartbreak and you hadn't had anything like that before. And so you probably I feel like when you have a uh, when you have an experience like that, it's an experience to draw on. And then if you only have the one heartbreak that, you know, that you can really draw on in this situation, then or in, in life, then you're that's what's going to come up. That's OK. Don't want to break your heart. Want to give your heart a break. Hmm. OK. That was me avoiding commenting anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'll just break out into song. It's what I always do. <laughs> divert, divert. Um, you drove back to Virginia that night. On the ninth, hard to get up, heavy traffic, and couldn't get Starbucks. Six no. shows. Got Taco Ball on the way home. Drove by Feline, where oh, your first love and you used to go. Weird flood of memories. Wow. He. I did not expect him to come back up. Okay. I get it. I get it. It's because this is my schmush is where we like got to know each other where we we shared a bed and shit you know oh because you're back yeah i'm back and i'm seeing all these yeah. places and okay. i'm like 
smelling the smells and like you know what i mean it's yeah. all the senses are engaged and it it yeah. just brings it all back all not all the smells though uh it smells like tiny dick in here the, no, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was tiny i'll never let that go for all the heartbreak that that, that remains um there's a very specific smell at Schmush Martins in their like employee break room that smells yep. it anytime it's just like some cleaning product they use that anytime I smell it anywhere else I'm brought back to Schmush. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was an absolute gibberish sentence, but yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, smell is so I mean people say that all the time, it's not new, but it really is powerful. It's evocative. Wish I could have a smell journal. God, I wish we could document smell. Oh god. Yours would just be full of farts. <laughs> Porn would be a lot different. Way more interactive. Yeah. Ooh. Bussy. No, just bussy. I'm definitely not going to watch or smell straight porn. <laughs> um. All right. Should we get through a couple more days here? Let's get through the second week of October. We're already on the 10th. Yeah. Um. Okay. October 10th. Heavy traffic to work. Again. Six shows. Went to Taco Bell and sat in cookout with Cass. You went to Taco Bell two days ago. I love Taco Bell. I go all the time. Um, but yeah, yeah, cookout was like where everyone used to go, but it's like meat only. So a couple friends and I would go to Taco Bell first and like assholes, bring it into cookout and eat our Taco Bell to hang out with them while they ate their cookout. Sounds about right. Um, home late, desperately need to do laundry. Then do laundry. Mm. On October 11th, you woke up with a deep voice. I woke up with a deep voice recently. I think I, we recorded that day and I did a sound check. <laughs> Be meri contestus in convivio. I was going to end it there, but then I heard the rest of Cam's sound check, and I think maybe you should too. My voice was feeling its bass fantasy. Yes, I'm all about that bass, baby, and I do mean the bass of your dick. Man, the voice is feeling deep this morning. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Why is this so small? Hello. My tiny little sound check. It's so little. It looks so quiet. Louder, baby. Louder. Okay, how's that? Oh, that's better. My monitor is way up, but my gain is way down, so I sound so loud in my ears, but I'm so tiny on the screen. So tiny. Tiny. There's three weeks in a row for you, bitch. That was glorious. <laughs> As you were saying? Six shows didn't go to the bar. Good for you. You did have Chinese outside the International Housing Village with Nick and Vic and Thomas. Um, on October 12th, you discovered the... Oh, no. <laughs> discovered the one awful Halloween show on YouTube and reported it. Oh, yeah. I So <laughs> this is all obviously... I'm complaining about my voice all the time. It's getting hard for me, but... It's all mostly fine, except for one show. I just hold out this note and just getting flatter and flatter, and it's fucking awful. Um, and I, like, hated myself after, you can imagine. And I go on YouTube, and I find exactly one version of our show on YouTube. Theme Park fans, by the way, are a little... Psycho. Yeah, they, like... Obsessive. Yeah, they're obsessive. And there's always videos of these shows, so I assume there'd be one on. There was only the one on, which is a good thing, but it's, of course, my most heinous performance. And so I uh, asked the uh, poster to remove it. Did they? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and some internet sleuth is going to find it. I mean, if it's still there and that's how you want to spend your day, like, go at it. <laughs> um... You had a stressful drive to Philadelphia. You got to Gabriella's late. You met her boyfriend, now husband. Soon to be father of her child. Like Soon to be father of her child. Like, maybe by the time this comes out. Oh, that's so fun. Um, you drank wine. So lovely to see her. God, I love that girl. She's great. On the 13th, you got wine and watched the Democratic debate. Oh, my God. So, so, <laughs> so beautifully naive. Literally gave you reflux. <laughs> Uh, I think I want Hillary as president and Bernie as VP. LOL. Well, hysterical. Things may have gone a little bit different, but you know, Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine. Well, I don't. Yeah. Do you think Bernie would have taken her VP offer if that ever happened? Mm, probably. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I think so. Also, this is clearly before I was a Bernie. I ended up voting for Bernie in the primary. It was optics at this point. I was like, I would rather a woman than another old white dude before I knew about their policies. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then finishing up the second week of October, it's the 14th. You played volleyball after a haircut. That's oh, yeah. very sporty of you. Um, so sporty. Then you went to the bar and you watched American Horror Story at our friend Smithers' house. Um, everyone must have been watching this damn show. I guess so. I wonder if it was a good season. Uh, Drop Tot Dork and um, 
I don't know. I don't know this guy, so I'm going to call him Jizzy J. Jizzy J, <laughs> home. Jizzy J is into me, and I don't want it. Sounds like a DJ, like DJ Jazzy Jeff, but Jizzy J. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I'm annoyed with myself because it sounds like several gentlemen here have made offers, and I'm like, fuck you all. I'd rather pursue this straight dude. That's gross. Uh, <laughs> well... I mean, it doesn't just because there's gay people there is also gross. Like to think, like, oh, I have to be into them just because they're gay. You know, that's not. That's true. And also, I don't think I was give yourself grace though. Hundred percent convinced this guy was straight. But also, even if he wasn't, like, I don't want to be the one to help him figure that out. You know. Yeah. No, thank you. Although I don't know, there is something hot about like a young like fumble around with a straight guy. Um, I, I know how you feel about this. <laughs> What makes you say that, Cam? Have you any experience? <laughs> All of these stories from my youth just like popping up. Oh, it's not such a bad thing. Now it sounds like awful, but back then it was great. It was so fun. Well, it's fun when you're fumbling too, but I'm I like... I didn't want to date them. I just like wanted to suck their straight dicks. None of the curved dicks. Uh, no, I had a real affinity for big dick straight boys when I was like 16 to 23. Wow. Good for you. <sighs> Keep in contact with any of them? <laughs> 23 is an overstatement 21 probably mm-hmm. keep in contact with them no they're all married to women now not interested that the wives don't blow them as well as you did oh i guarantee <gasps> you they don't no definitely not with as much uh not with as much gusto, gusto. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of that offensive comment i just made i said about their wives don't blow them as well um that reminds me i did one of my um voiceover gigs that is hard to talk about um and Mm -hmm. it was hard to talk about because you're not supposed to not because it's emotional (laughs) it's really hard to talk about it's an nda i'm just like trying not to get fired from the only gig i have (laughs) um i got this sometimes it's improv and sometimes it's script and i got this horribly offensive misogynistic script and i'm i'm really uncomfortable and all these things are done via phone call so i'm I'm talking with the actors on the other end and the producer is like coaching it along and i'm refusing to say some of the shit basically was saying that um the argument was that women ought to give men more credit for not cheating on them especially when they're fat and lazy um <gasps> and oh my god i know i was like oh <gasps> i mean i've been doing this for over 10 years and i've never had anything like this at all and i don't know it until were, were they trying to get you to play just like like play a real like hateable character that's what or i thought because were... I've, I've played assholes okay. before who i dis i usually play an asshole but uh-huh. generally when that happens i am i'm the joke or whatever and there's other actors who are you know the other side of that uh-huh. so i get this script um on the call like we i have no time to prep i'm I'm seeing it as i'm here um and i am refusing to say the things i wouldn't say any of the stuff they wanted me to say i was kind of making shit up and they kept trying to like coax me into it they're like would you say she was fat and uh ungrateful and i was like no i wouldn't say that um and then they bring on another actress who said that her um that her reward for her husband for not cheating is anal and i was <gasps> like Yes, this, oh, so it was atrocious. Oh my god! They quickly ended my uh, scene. I've never had this happen before because I wouldn't say the things. Um, they were like, "Well, he sounds like a bucket of laughs or something really condescending like that," and and hung up on me. Um, and I emailed my agent immediately after and was like, "Hey, I need you to know what happened. Like, I did my best to finish this, but." Um, I've been doing this a long time and I've done a lot of vulgar shit. I'm not afraid. Obviously I'm not afraid to be vulgar and loud and shit. Like that's my uh-huh. MO, <laughs> but I was like, this is just offensive and degrading. And they actually responded really well. They were like, we totally understand you've been doing this forever. And like, we know you're a professional. So like, this must've been bad. And I was hoping that they'd be like, I told them I would not work for this, um, producer again. And they said, no problem. You're off uh-huh. whatever. And I was hoping they would say they would not work with that producer again. They didn't, they didn't give me any yeah. promise, but at least I won't yeah. anymore. But I was shocked. I mean, 10 years. I just said the other the other day, a few episodes ago that I got my first gay script and I was so thrilled to play a gay character. Um, yeah. And then I get this. That is that that is truly, truly awful. I'm really glad they responded that well to you. Like shitty business practices. That's on them if they're going to continue to work with these people. But like all you can do is refuse to do that. And I'm glad that you did because that's disgusting. It was. I mean. Like you said, I was just waiting to be the joke and it never happened when that woman came on and was like, yeah, I got to give my husband anal when he's good. I'm like, that's when I was like, okay, I guess this is just the consensus. This is not any kind of joke. It was awful. 
also uh, yeah i mean it's just garbage yeah. it's, that's trash super trash super trash um okay well speaking of super trash <laughs> you're garbage and i'm leaving um it cool. is time to go yes, um, sir. and you said you have some listener mail right i got a quick message from uh from someone that said uh, they were given advice from a sexual health clinic at a university a re- reputable one that crisco should be used as lube Oh, interesting. Yeah. Also, we got some more listener mail about 69 again. We cannot get away from it. This oh really Oh my god. The episode that will never die. I know. This two different people reached out. One said that 69 when it's two vaginas involved equals instant orgasm. Oh. Uh wow. Very adamant. Okay. He was like this is a good deal. And I was like, "Okay, we didn't know." And the other, a straight person said, uh, "You don't straight know any 16... straight people." <laughs> you stop that. <laughs> my mom is straight. It was her. <laughs> So this person said straight 69 ain't too bad and that she and her husband joke about quote unquote guy on top 69 a lot because that sounds atrocious and I'd assume is never an option for a man and a woman. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Which Th- is, that's the only 69 that I know about. <laughs> exactly. One guy has always got to be on top if you're in a homosexual relationship. So I yeah. get it. Maybe we are in the minority here about this uh, position. Uh, well, you know, a, a lot of ladies are not into straight dudes' buttholes right in their face. And uh, I get it because I've I've experienced the state of some straight guys' buttholes. Yes, Cam, um, we know you've experienced plenty of straight buttholes. Go fuck uh, a straight dude. <laughs> oh so much animosity well it's after seven what can i tell you um <laughs> one last thing i'd like to mention i was on lily Tori's podcast called the dreaded question and it's about actors with parallel careers so we chatted about my best friend's journal and she is such a cool inspiring person an amazing interviewer and just has the most pleasant voice so check out her show the dreaded question i will check it out because i want to hear you on a different podcast every time i hear you on a podcast i've already been part of that conversation <laughs> Uh, and I think that is it for this week. I think that it is. If you want more of my best friend's journal, you can find us online at mattbummersabs.com or mybestfriendsjournal.com. You can find us at MBFJ Podcast on Instagram. That's really the only social that matters. You can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Um, please, please, please rate, review, subscribe. We haven't really rung that bell too hard recently, but uh, you know, if you have time, a review on iTunes really goes a long way. Uh, that is our uh, one favor we'd like to ask of you. Yeah, now that we are done focusing on the presidential election anyway, we can just focus on us, so we're going to be very annoying. Us, 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 us. <laughs> you, me, 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 me. It's going to be so different. <laughs> we read my journal. I know, I said that on Lily's podcast. I was like, God bless you listening to me <laughs> talk about my show where I talk about myself. Fuck. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, Mike, until next time, always remember... Anyone can wear horizontal stripes and Cam loves straight b-hole. That about sums it up. <laughs> um, I think I do that um every time. Every slime. I don't know how to do an East Coast accent, I'm afraid. Um, Oh, there it is again. God, I have a compulsion. A compulsion, I say. It's because I have a compulsion. That was a Billy Eichner impression. Um, Oh, there it is again. I just, I do it every time. I don't know what to say.